Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is a placeholder intro song. Welcome to The Second Wall, binge-free zone where we look at a series and discuss it in small chunks. This time we are looking at Joss Whedon's sci-fi classic, Firefly. We can be found on most podcast and social media platforms, a full list of which can be found at beardyandthebeast.com. Please watch the episode and then join Drew and I in the mess as we explore the verse. Uh, don't take this guy away from me. I, I like it. I don't know. Maybe not uh, cult classic, but certainly uh, tracking cult of like personalities. Yeah. Jaws fired. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Honestly, we 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 probably should have done like a a discussion right out just to be like thoughts preceding revisiting this because we both watched it, right? Yeah. So this is a reviewing, and I know we both seen it multiple times. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked about it a little bit in some other podcasts here or there. I think it's just a. Uh, it's kind of one of those things you worry that if it's going to hold up or not. Yeah. But looking at it with a more analytical mind, I'm definitely noticing things that I didn't notice before. I noticed something right off the bat. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. I noticed, um, like, first time I've ever noticed this, but Mal has a cross during the fight in Serenity Valley. you caught that one too <laughs> yeah i i noticed that in a previous viewing mostly because of how um, antagonistic he can be towards a book yeah uh i was like what what is the matter of this relationship uh so on a past reviewing i noticed the cross and i was like oh so it's one of those things that he uh, abandoned when he was let down by everything yeah i guess you could say yeah it, it it's one of those nice character moments that i mean joss whedon is fantastic with little things like this it was a nice detail that like as soon as i saw it this time like consciously saw it i'm like his relationship just makes so much more sense immediately with book mm -hmm. like and again, it's that that concept of a lot of information using as little time as possible and just showing the imagery right. The thing so. that I noticed, um, well, how quickly do you want to get into characters? Um, yeah, let's. I'm good with with okay. jumping into to characters first. Yeah. Uh, so the the thing that I noticed right at the jump was how optimistic and even positive Mal was coming out in the middle of like the firefight of his life. Hmm. Like there was, and then in the next scene, how like cynical and suspicious and kind of like almost even downtrodden he could be. Yeah. So the immediate switch of personalities when they lost at the battle of Serenity Valley I didn't notice that before. I always just assume like this is his personality and how it was. Yeah. 
So noticing uh, that change right out was really interesting. Yeah. I think on this viewing, I think I read it slightly differently. Because mm. um, he said he's definitely kept up that cheerful cheerfulness, but there, there were still like just kind of moments of glances where he, could, where he knew the weight of what was happening mm-hmm. and was clearly trying to keep the morale up of everyone else around him. Right? Said we're just too pretty to die. <laughs> um, but going with that with the time skip, of course, after after the battle, um, I saw that as just showing the imme- immense weight that that has to lie on him. Just having that happen. I mean, it's it, it really shows both sides of his character very well. Mm-hmm. those scenes right it's like no he does take these things very seriously but can also be very jovial when need be and you, you see that with his character throughout mm-hmm. um, uh, and definitely don't mess with his family uh, being a big thing well the i was kind of like perplexed for a while and then to kind of come to an understanding how they were introducing the characters um it, it was interesting to me because they weren't so much as doing it like putting someone in a, a position and then having them express themselves in some way the way that they seemed to be introducing the majority of the like the existing crew was by showcasing their relationship to Mel. Yeah. Um, and then there was a like a couple moments where you had like Kaylee and Anara, and you could tell a little bit of their relationship. But the majority thing was essentially introducing the crew as um, through, like as a door, their relationships with the the captain. Yeah, and it was there, a great entry definitely- point. Yeah, definitely. Um, is that it was also interesting to have the characters introduced, uh, and I mean, Mal and Zoe aside, mm-hmm. um, we were introduced to all of the characters outside of it being that stress element. Mm-hmm. So you actually just saw their natural personality. So I think like Wash, oh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then, oh, crap. And And just being able to see that, okay, this is how he is, but instantly turning around and going, nope, he's capable. Mm-hmm. And they did that with all of the characters throughout. Um, I think really the only character that kind of got a, a delayed intro was Jane a little bit. Like Every other character, the first time we saw them, got a very clear idea of their personality. Jane was a little bit more delayed. Yeah, I guess everyone minor. straight up, um, they, they said like, this is how they are in their personal and this is how they are like in a... A stress situation yeah and jane's definitely was pushed back more it made you think more about like what kind of person this is mm-hmm. um before you thought he was just like capable gruff strongman yeah and then like my my favorite character moment in this is like you you see him making fun of kaylee one moment and just being like obscene and the next moment, like he's hidden in a corner, kind of peeking through a window because he's concerned about her. Oh, so good. Um, yeah, it's an amazing character moment. And I, I think it's, I really, I guess we'll go with Jane here for a character right now. Um, 
I think they they did so much with him, and they needed to delay his actual character moment because, as I said, it, it raises those questions. So it does bring it up when um, when uh, the lawman basically looks like he's trying to buy Jane, and it actually does immediately go to your head. It's like, is he going to sell him out? Mm-hmm. And even even at the end of the episode around there where um, Mel says, you know, why didn't you turn me in? It's like, oh, the money wasn't good enough. It, it It's just done in that right way that it leaves that little bit of, it's like, would there actually have been an amount to pay off Jane to turn on Mal? Like, there, there still had that bit of loyalty there, mm-hmm. which was, which is really telling with Jane, because he always, he's very much the mercenary type character. And throughout, he's just talking about getting paid and, Hmm. It was yeah. It was definitely. It it gave me it gave me a vibe this episode, especially with Kaylee being shot. Making me, like, wonder about how much. Where whereas the captain would be like, the central hub of the characters. Everyone's kind of revolving around, at least like for their purpose being on the ship. Um. It's it seems to me that Kaylee is kind of. The glue that holds it together yes and i know granted we're not going to go too too much into the future uh, of the series in this case um but i do know that that's actually a big thing with um kaylee is she's she's the heart of the ship mm-hmm. and it was it was one thing that i know um joss whedon and tim Maynard were talking about when they did it. it's like if they're stuck Throw Kaylee in danger. Yeah. And, and it works because she is the heart of the ship. And, it, and you can just see that reaction. I don't think you would have gotten the same reaction if it was Jane who had gotten shot. Mm. As you do with Kaylee. Kaylee. I, I love Kaylee's character. Always have. Um, I think Joel Satis is, is amazing. They really show her... Again, she's kind of the innocence, the heart mm-hmm. of the ship. They show that very well. Um, you know, she's the little sister. Yeah. And she takes so much pride in what she does. Right? She's she's not, not going to be good in a fight. Mm-hmm. We know this, but, like, again, even when know basically delirious and shot she's still managing to direct everyone around to to get that ship doing what it needs to to get away from the reavers like, yeah just that again that, that strength of character and the, that she's designed so well written written so well i just always had the attachment to her well and i mean she, she's structured in such a way that you're supposed to yeah it's it's one of the, one of the things that I really like about this show in general, just as a general, is every member of the crew has a reason why they could be your favorite character. Yes. Uh, and reasons why they might be your least favorite, I guess you could say. Um, easily mine is Jane, but it only happened and when like later in the series when he gets his funny hat. Yeah. Um, but it's almost like, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons to like Wash, just because of his goofy nature. Like, 
uh, Zoe's very capable, um, Kaylee, of course, being the heart, and honestly, I, I don't like Simon too. <laughs> but I, I appreciate how dedicated to his sister that he is. Mm-hmm. It's all he cares about in the entire world that he threw away, like everything he has, and is now on the run with his sister. Simon's an interesting case. I think so. I mean, let's again try not to jump too far ahead in the series because yep. we're assuming we're only talking episode one. So, um, they do a lot of interesting things with Simon right from the get go. Um, like they write him in the right way that you do immediately think he is the mole. Mm-hmm. They, they they keep him very aloof and. I mean, then, like, really, he's, <laughs> he put a bigger wanted mark on, on Serenity than <laughs> yeah. pretty much everyone else there. That's saying something. Uh, but again, it's that dedication. And, you know, I know Kaylee says, like, oh, he wouldn't have let me die. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure he would have let her die. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, like, because, as you said, he's got that dedication. And to think just because he's a doctor... And just because he does, you know, care and he, he knows what he cares about more and nothing's getting in the way of his family. <laughs> and that, uh, I actually think is a very big, powerful character moment for him. Uh, I mean, really Simon is out of the entire crew. He is com- the only one that's completely out of his element. Mm-hmm. And, and I think. I feel like with the way he developed his character, as you said, just kind of not having quite that same connection with him compared to the others. I feel like he would have been that type of character that we would have seen a lot of growth through throughout future seasons. If there were some, because he had the most for it. The the thing that he did show is the most commitment and dedication out of everyone. Um, and that's, I guess you can see a parallel there because it's obvious that uh, Reynolds it would do anything for his family, his crew. And in that same manner as a parallel, Simon would do anything for River. Yes. Yeah, and just... I completely believed that. I, said, I completely believed that. No, he would have let Kaylee die if mm-hmm. that's what it meant, if that's what it had to. Um. And it's like, sure, he might be nice, but I mean, actually, it is interesting because you say that it's like there is almost a foil relationship between Simon and, and Mal. Mm-hmm. And actually, Kaylee is the one that points that out, um, you know, when she goes, they're both nice. They just come from different backgrounds. Yeah, that's exactly it. But they both can have that same fire. Mm-hmm. And, and like the the actors just do it so well. <laughs> And, and, and show it well. When you can tell from this one that Simon would actually fit well in this kind of ragtag family, um, simply because how dedicated he is to his sister, like that could am- amalgamate well into the like existing cohesion. Yeah, there's still that same loyalty. Even if it's not not the same place, 
or to the same person, right? What kind of speaking of people who don't appear to be out of their element book? Mm. I noticed right away when uh, Mel was saying uh, we need to go out of our way to deliver supplies. They they did a shot of book where he like cocked an eyebrow. He's like, no, this guy's lying to me right now. Yes. <laughs> and most people would be like, oh, he he beat up the lawman, but like you already knew there's something to illustrate a little bit earlier, which I didn't catch that on any other previous viewing of this. Mm. Which was very nice. Yeah, he it, like because he's interested like in we go to his introduction and he's he's clearly looking to travel like i mean he's in a port and it's just how quickly he dismissed um the first ship that the first person who tried to get him hire him but immediately kind of connects to Haley afterwards or Haley, kaylee my brain's dumb <laughs> <laughs> um to Kaylee afterwards where and she also shows being the heart. It's like, Oh, it's just the journey you're caring about. Not, doesn't matter where you're going. Like you just want to get out there, uh, which is interesting because clearly that's what he wanted, but he's also, you can tell he's traveled. You can tell he's been through things mm -hmm. and they build that very well. And, no idea what, but he is clearly capable and very perceptive. I actually really liked the interactions between him and Inara for that. Mm. Especially that, that ending scene where the, the counselor was being counseled. Yeah. That moment. Like the, I think I got on the wrong ship moment. I really, really enjoyed. Yeah, and, and there was a lot of that throughout where, with just the way they were talking, like just when they were both talking about Mal, it's like, mm. no, the, the idea that of him being a mystery to them, uh, that being what what draws them, really both of them. Mm -hmm. I think I think it stuck around that because, and we see with Mal, we see that lightheartedness, but we see that instantly turn around to that um, fierce protector, like the, the conversation in the mess just perfectly shows that it's like, Nope, you do not get to talk to, to Kaylee like that. No, you would have done that for anyone. Like the segue like to Inara, unless you've got more for book. Nope. <laughs> um, that's one of the things I really liked about Inara with that, um, with those same conversations, like with book going like, how do you, why do you let him talk to you like this? And just like, just immediately though, drums like, yeah, I've called him a lot worse. <laughs> um, it's just kind of that. This is the nature of our relationship. We say things like this to each other. Yeah, exactly. It's like, sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it doesn't. Most of the time it's just, yep, that's just how our relationship is. Um, I've seen, you know, couples like that in real life. Yeah. Um, like it, it feels so natural. Um, because she's. Where um, where Kaylee's the heart of the ship, I think she's definitely the soul of the ship. 
I, I could I could see an argument for that. Yeah. Because again, everyone clearly again she's clearly respected there. Mm. Um and then she can it's like she knows she understands the playing dirty, but can also be that guiding light in some ways, like a conscience almost. Well, and, they, and they showcase that a bunch of the times here. Mm-hmm. Like her, her trying to use her best influence to do what was right. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does make me wonder if it actually had any effect on Mel. The like, I'll leave two situation. Hmm. Because there was a hesitation there, so it's kind of like, yeah, I could see her being a conscience. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, she's such an interesting character, like clearly the diplomat of the group. Mm. And but can you just get that immediate idea that she can play just as dirty if you need to. And that's pretty much throughout the characters. Except for Kaylee. <laughs> I guess we haven't really talked about Zoe yet much either. Zoe are wash, but the the yeah. thing is uh they're they're introduced in such a way as like the loyal companion of the captain and the loyal wife um of the pilot. Yeah. So she she actually hasn't been introduced as her own character per se. Mm-hmm. Um, you've only seen her torn between her loyalties. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like, we don't actually know too much about Zoe or Wash as of yet. Yeah. Other than again, like Wash being clearly a very capable pilot Mm. and, you know, Zoe clearly knowing how to fight. Yeah. Capable warrior. Yeah. Very capable warrior. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. We don't quite get as much. From them, but it's interesting because of all of the characters, I think like you almost have to look at those two together, even though we see them apart and they're clearly very different personalities. But almost everything they do is, as you said, it, they show kind of just loyalties and how complex it can get, mm-hmm. even even within a crew's tight knit, as those in Serenity. Um, it does. Um, some of the things that they did, like you mentioned, the uh, dinner table before, and of course the like, what if we just told Mal that we needed time off sort of thing, yeah. shows that even though they are quite tight knit, that they, there are these conflicts going in between them and they're all just like pretty standard interpersonal things. Mm-hmm. That's one of the nice things overall it's again all of these characters feel real Mm -hmm. like there is the clear interpersonal issues that do come up um and doesn't destroy them it's just these are things we have to deal with um and you said that's why all of the characters you look at yeah no i might have reasons to like you i have reasons to not like you well that's why that like I think the the introductions were done in such a great way 
because as I mentioned before, they did it as to their relationship with Mel. Yeah. Like they, they put a pin in the episode and they kind of like, uh, brought everyone in that way, at least the immediate crew. Um, and I'll, I can't think offhand, but I think when we go to watch the other um, episodes, there'll be like a primary character and then secondary characters, but everything will be how the relationships are attached to the primary character of that episode. Yeah. Um, and kind of like how, well, like how they did that with Buffy a lot. It'd be like, oh, this is Willow's episode. This is Buffy's episode, Xander's episode. Yeah. Um, sure, Buffy did like the big fight. Um, but there were definitely ones where it was like, oh, this is Xander and Cordelia. Um, yeah. so I'm, I can't, I don't remember it being that way in the f other episodes of Firefly, but I'm going to be watching for it now. Yeah. I, I can remember a couple of ones that seem to focus a little bit more, but I do think Malstick's, oh, actually might be very similar to Buffy. Um, but yeah, no, that will be something very interesting to look out for as you say um I've got some inklings in my head but the that yeah so you so you had like the primary family and then of course the crew that came on board which honestly it kind of it struck me as a anime transfer student situation <laughs> it's like okay we have this primary crew how do we create an event where like additional people who would not be there normally are on board. Oh, transfer students. It, it, I'm not, it, it, thematically it fits. It's just like, yeah. it give, gave me that feeling. Yeah, I think I can definitely see where that feeling comes from. With that being said, I think, I think they did the reasoning around it fairly tight so it didn't feel quite as random mm -hmm. as the oh here's the transfer students like look the deal fell through we need money or we're not going to be able to fly anymore let's take on some passengers happens to get like i mean it's coincidental basically that they get um, get simon and but it's not what? so so coincidental to be unbelievable yeah. Um it's it's not like it just so happened that like Mel knew something about like in in other media it'll be it would be Mel actually knows of like these covert things that happen and these like uh things the military does with kids. And then oh oh no they just so happen to have one <laughs> dropped in their lap. Um, this no, is no, more it was the right a, type of coincidental. Yeah. It was the, he happens to be in this situation now. Um, and again, with them painting Simon as possibly the mole right from the get-go, kind of alleviates that. And then it's just, well, this is the situation they're in now. Mm -hmm. The only thing, the only thing that really bugged me at the get-go that kind of, I, I noticed right away that I really didn't like was Battle of Serenity Valley. As soon as the uh, alliance arrives, they airstrike the valley. Mm. 
Why they if they were gonna airstrike it, why did they even send ground troops? Um I would make an assumption that they want it to take the valley, not destroy the valley. But um the Bramcoats were putting up that enough of a fight that they had to change what they were gonna be doing. Oh well. Maybe it's like there's a section of the valley that was precious minerals or like some type of like fresh water or something that you don't see. Yeah. But it's just like it looks like a desert <laughs> valley and then it's like, oh our backup's not coming, and then all of a sudden the alliance comes in and just bump like <laughs> bombards it, and I'm like why they just do that from the first part? Wouldn't yeah. have lost so many people, but if yeah, I were to suspend they, they, that disbelief. Yeah. Well, I mean, they specifically said that it this situation got too hot for their backup to come in. Mm. So, so that makes it makes me think that the the alliance needed to kick it up another level. Oh. It's just a weird hole that I, I saw, but mm. I mean, I, I don't think they had the time to get into that more especially whereas episode one of this is actually episode one and two yes um so technically speaking like tv movie but yeah uh i don't think they had enough leeway or space to kind of like i mean you could have panned over the valley but i'm not gonna dwell on it too much yeah oh We'll we'll kind of move into the the world building here in a second. Um, there's one other character that we haven't talked about yet, even though I know there's not exactly the most to talk about yet. Um, but Manda Summercloud do crazy good. I wasn't convinced by the acting. No. No. It no. seemed it seemed to seem forced to me. Okay. I I don't think she was comfortable with her character yet mm. like knowing how she is later in the series or in the serenity movie yeah no that's fair there could be a little bit of projection and just seeing the threads that are going to be there yeah it's like her her panicking in front of uh the the bin or whatever yeah uh, ah. yeah all right <laughs> Well, fine then. <laughs> Some of it could be projection because she said, like, well, again, we've seen the rest of the series and the movie multiple times. <laughs> um, they, they, they did have this kind of, like, this great kind of antithetical moment where it shows River like being all jumpy and acting kind of crazy like well uh simon is sitting there it's like i'm top three percent of the best medical school i am very smart and she makes me look like a dumb child yeah like there's this great contradiction there and what we're being told and what we're seeing and it does draw a lot of curiosity Mm -hmm. and it does really make you wonder um what they've done to her yes because it's 
though it is never said, it is shown quite well that this is not the natural state of his sister. Yeah. There's another moment with her that that seemed interesting. And again, I think it could possibly go to show how much they might have messed with her. Because again, I get absolutely no... Like as I said, when we talked about Simon more directly, I have no doubt that he would do anything for his sister. And she's like, I didn't think you would come. Like, I think that's even a, another just subtle moment of how much they've messed with her. Because they make it sound like they were pretty close even growing up. Um, I think the way that I read that moment was that they did such bad things to her, she lost hope. Mm. Um, opposed to like her just not being able to see any release or safety mm. uh, opposed to like say a personality switch or an alteration yeah like um, yeah that's what I saw it as so, yeah I guess that that's kind of a clearer way of what I was saying it's like I don't think that they like just that even that losing hope is like they messed with her like that might not be a personality switch but they definitely impacted her that much mm -hmm. no she'll be fun to watch throughout the series <laughs> um well, with that let's kind of swap over to the world building here mm -hmm. um so one thing that i really appreciate um just with the the crew overall so we've got these soldiers the war's over well, what do you do? Well, they go and start a gang. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that it, which actually like parallels real worlds. Like a lot of the motorcycle gangs came from soldiers coming back from the war and not having anything. So I thought that was actually worked really well. I think overall they did a lot in the series to show. The setting, the theme, we have our main uh, antagonists kind of set up like the multiple factions without needing to, without even needing to show them much, which again is really well done. Yeah, well, we're, we're sitting there and the way that they kind of expand upon it is we know that there are rival gangs that are only looking out for themselves to the point where they'll sell each other out to um, another antagonist being just the Alliance, the great mm -hmm. other. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting at this point because we, we like our characters. Um, but when they're kind of, the Alliance is introduced and originally talked about, um, you assume they're the bad guys. Um, but truly, we don't know how virtuous our crew is. We assume we assume they're good because they're the protagonists. Yes. <laughs> um, but they very much might not be. Mm -hmm. So you kind of like project that on and then 
through some sentiment that I agree with wholeheartedly. Um, Mel's explanation of like what the Alliance does to people not within um, their primary sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. You kind of go like, yeah, these, this organization is big unwieldy and is maybe not evil, but they're definitely not looking out for the little guy. Yeah. That's one of the interesting things. Like, is this because they paint the crew where it's like, they're clearly our protagonists, but they do also show them as not being squeaky clean. Mm. Um, right. So, so they're very um, gray. And they actually did that with the Alliance as well. I mean, we start off with it being war. It's like, okay, of course, war is war. Yeah. Um, uh, but then we have them, you know, acting like, like the police <laughs> or the law and going to, you know, stop the illegal salvaging, but immediately stopped when they heard a distress signal. So she goes like, okay, well, their priorities are, seem to be right. Like, again, not completely evil, but then, you know, messing with people's brains. <laughs> Like it, it's well, it's interesting because there's there's a bit of like a fool's kind of point of view there, because sure they went to sh- solve or save the carrier instead of dealing with the uh, the illegal salvage operation, but it was a troop carrier mm. specifically. Mm. Was it a troop carrier? Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a. Uh, civilian colonization ship it wasn't a civilian carrier it wasn't like a civvy ship delivering medical supplies no it was a troop carrier Mm. so um you go okay well it like it, it gives you a feeling of a kind of grayness but it also makes you wonder because of the way that they're painted by mel um would they have done anything if it was a civilian car- carrier? Mm. So you're kind of wondering, yeah. like, how how gray is the alliance, and how good or evil is Mal? We only we only know our crew goes by a certain code, yeah, and that is, I do my job, I get paid, yeah, and don't mess with my family. Um, every everything is. Very vague, but very pointed. Mm-hmm. So they give you that general idea of the alliance, at least from Mal's perspective. And then, like, the rival gangs are all antagonistic to Mal for. I mean, Mal's Mal. <laughs> I mean, didn't she shoot you? Yeah, but I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> I had it coming. Um, that it's interesting with that just reminding me um again showing just how capable the crew of serenity is mm. both you know having that that crybaby set up and um even though they knew they were going into danger with patience like they weren't dumb to that it's like oh yeah no she's gonna shoot me again <laughs> and it's like okay that means we're just gonna be setting up 
<laughs> to prevent that, like. Well, they really, they really like. E even if you were to take out the kind of Western style music, they really set up the um, Western movie undertones quite well. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I was thinking that too. It's like, I mean, the music definitely helps. Definitely makes you go like, no, you know. <laughs> You know, yeah. it is. You see it even like the ship designs. Like the Firefly was designed to look like a horse. Mm -hmm. Um, well, what it, it like? It comes down to like the lawlessness in the West, sort of thing. Yeah, is kind of kind of the the overall th theme or structure, rather yes. would be a better way to say um, that they're going for. And I think they've put in like some very good building blocks to start with from here. Mm. And it'd be interesting to see how far they go with it. Or if they just put in a couple hooks and then just let it float there. Yeah. Um, Cause I never really paid attention to it before. I was just like, Oh yeah, space cowboys. But um, do they keep that overall feeling going? Mm -hmm. yeah because this is a good question yeah no i'm looking forward to kind of actually paying a little more attention to that too um i mean we know joss whedon is definitely familiar with kind of doing mashups of mm -hmm. genres and it's it's interesting because they showed the three major tones that kind of happen throughout this like so you know kind of that so we've got the sci-fi aspect for sure. We've got the Western aspect for sure. And the horror aspect mm. was still there. Um, there's definitely a few things later on in the series that show the horror aspect too. Because, well, Whedon does horror. <laughs> we know this. Because, um, like, the the Reavers. I love the introduction of the Reavers. At this point, we clearly have these, how, how established these characters are. And, you know... They know that the Reavers are coming near. And you see Anara grab like a syringe. Um, sorry, I guess we get Zoe's description of what will happen mm. if the Reavers show up. Uh, and just the hopefully in that order. That's <laughs> amazing. Um, you see basically the two military get military, get to the bridge and figure out <laughs> what to do. You see Anara grab that syringe because if they get bored it, yeah. they know what's going to happen. And the one that was interesting, again, shows a lot of character around Jane because it's the first time we get to see his collection. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is the first time I, I noticed this and it, it really stuck out, but it's like, he wasn't choosing a weapon to fight back. It did not feel that way at all to me. I don't know. He he was he put a a very large large bullet in a gun, or that might have even been like a grenade or something. Um, mm. But he definitely did. Like I think his hand was shaking in that shot. Yeah, it, it was just that. Like you knew, but I wasn't like I could just. Is easily see that being like a double barrel. 
and all of a sudden you're doing your best Kurt Cobain convention. Uh, <laughs> <impression>. <laughs> they, um, oh, but also, uh, well, that's a, that's another faction. So we know that there's a sphere of influence of the gangs and the crew, and they're all quite small. You have the alliance that's pushing out, and then the Reavers, and everything else seems to be like trapped between them. Um, and I mean, at this point, we don't even know what the Reavers are. Yeah, we just know that they do very bad things to people. Yes, only well, again will make Jane shiver. Yeah, <laughs> or quiver rather. Um, like, I mean, I actually think that's actually a. It shows the horror influences that we know Whedon has because you don't show the monster as long as you can. Yeah. It is much scarier if you don't see the monster. So. I, I definitely like how they they showed the limited but growing influence of those factions in area. Like, it was very small. But you could even see it in the like the very multicultural market that they were at, at the mm. dockyards or whatever. Yeah. So there's people selling their wares, people like arriving and departing, and then you have like just two alliance guys standing there. Yeah. They don't really have any power. Um, because it seems like it's gang territory. I, I imagine the with the the way that um who was his buddy? Uh, buddy in the hat. Badger. Badger. Yeah, the way Badger kind of expressed it is like, he's not above, like, um, pushing people that he's even worked with for the to the alliance, even for like the smallest slights. Mm. So it it does kind of like. It brings a feeling of no honor even among thieves. In yeah, the situation. It, or I guess yeah, no, no honor among thieves, rather. Yeah. I, I definitely find kind of agree with that. Um I think the interaction with Badger is kind of interesting because it's he knew what they were getting. Mm-hmm. Like he hired him. I mean, I'm sure he knew that there was alliance. It would have been alliance rations and such. Um, I almost get the feeling it's like I understand him not taking it because now it's become too hot. At the same time, in in the back of my mind, I almost go, um, I wonder if he called it in so he could at least try to get something from it, as opposed to because of a perceived slight. Mm. Right. I mean, you kind of get that. It's like, oh, you're late. It's like, we're not late. We're here two hours early. It's like, sorry, let me rephrase. You're later than you should have been. (laughs) It's a shame you weren't here five minutes earlier. (laughs) Um, I'm just wondering, like, it's going to be very interesting to see how they build out this world. mm -hmm. Uh, Especially if they continue to, like expand upon these factions like it's obvious that they'll expand upon the alliance and the reavers but how much they'll do with the the rival gangs Mm -hmm. 
um, and the people that they work with. Obviously, we're going to have a whole lot of the, the relationships of the individual crew members. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know, unfortunately, we kind of talked about this, like, I know for a fact there's going to be hooks that we're not going to get answers to. That's mm. kind of what happens when a series gets canceled that quickly in, much to the, which is really why I called it cult, because for some reason, they didn't see it successful yet. Everyone knows about this show. <laughs> yeah, um, but I mean, I mean the first, the first season was not only released out of order, but the first season is why I'm kind of worried about watching the whole thing with a more observant mind, because I don't actually think the first season here is that great. Mm. I I think this has a ten out of ten for potential. Mm. Like I've said this for years, but um, like you want to know how it's going to be in the third or fourth season. Yes. But the the first season doesn't really stand well on its own. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll probably just be more we talk. Like, I know what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about, again, how the world is building um, and things around that. And it it's going to be hard because I know, like, I know of hooks right now off the top of my head that I know don't go anywhere, mm-hmm. but they could have. And I've seen, like, knowing Whedon's writing, like, going back and rewatching Buffy and, like, realizing that there was things that they set up in season one that didn't pay off till season five. Oh, you mean, like, like those eggs in the basement? Yes, like the eggs <laughs> in the basement. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just things with, like, Giles and... Mm-hmm. and things right like again just looks that you get in the first couple episodes that just really pay off like later on in the show well i mean it makes you wonder if that was planned or was that just a natural um result of them building out a character as they progress and then from there like how do we make it exciting Yes, with that bad example that I gave. <laughs> um, specific, I like specifically Giles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, with, with that with that specific one, but no, like I know there were things that were mentioned that just clearly were a setup for something later on, um, like is, rogue demon hunters. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> what's a rogue demon hunter? <laughs> um, yeah, watching it and like. What I'm what I'm worried about for the show is how much of individuals are these characters actually going to be, or are they going to continue like their only development being in relation to the relationship with Mel? Yeah, that's fair. I, I think I think there's kind of one playing with this in my head a little bit. I think in a way, I think each character is going to kind of have their own growth. I don't think it's necessarily going to be in relationship to now. Um, But I think you almost need to look at the crew as a whole as its own character as well. So I think that's where the relationships, like how is, how is Anara growing 
with Mal, the other characters, and just with Serenity mm. in general, right? Um, which can be a little hard to, to pinpoint, but that's where you go get the hearts and brains and brawn <laughs> all being one. And again, I know that's a theme that um, like Joss Whedon's done again in Buffy a lot too, where it's like, no, they, they're all kind of one character at the same time and all be their own individual one. So, well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just worried because each character has very unique personality traits they're not like the same character just pointed at a different demographic. Yeah. It's which I like, but how are they going to expand upon them? Yeah. Um, Cause if it just ends up being like, um, just, just to give a random example, cause I, I'm not going to get too spoiler spoilery, but um, say Simon's only growth being in relation to, uh, to him being antagonistic or a parallel alongside um, Reynolds, Captain mm-hmm. Reynolds, um, I'd be very dissatisfied. Yeah. Because I want to see these characters as individuals. Uh, like, I want to see them as part of the crew and their, their piece and function, but I also want to see them individually, which is re- very interesting in why I thought, though they didn't get into Zoe enough for me, you can always see, you can already see that there's a foundation there for her to have her own personal life, yeah, and as part of the whole, yeah. No, that is very true. And ensemble shows like this are always interesting to see how the characters will develop. Um, I've seen a lot go terrible, and a lot do really well. So, oh, it's always always kind of. When you're doing like the 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 ragtag, you know, crew or team or like, I'm I'm pretty sure this group of people would play a fantastic game of soccer, yeah, and get to the finals. <laughs> you know, ducks fly together, quack quack quack. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's no rules preventing a dog from playing basketball. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm looking forward to to seeing how it builds. So, and there's one one thing that I want to because this is one season, I doubt they're going to have I I doubt they will have illustrated this well. Um but Simon mentioned I was contacted by uh, some men from an underground movement. Mm. So I'm gonna see if I can catch any more threads from that. Mm. Um, yeah, because to me, like that would have been some like season three stuff. Yeah, um, like start teasing it in two, get into it in three, and then maybe primary um, season four, and then that's when most television should end. Um, yeah, but I want to see if there's any threads there because I didn't notice that before. So that would be another faction. That has at least been teased. Um, yeah, that is good to keep an eye out for. I think that the major threads is like, again, what can we actually glean? What can we glean from books background? 
Mm-hmm. Like who is Buck? He's claiming to be like a preacher of some sort. Yeah. Uh, we know he doesn't have any children, but he he's also fast enough to knock a lawman. Granted, the the lawman didn't seem that capable. Um, <laughs> like take on a lawman pretty quick. Yeah. But then, of course, didn't have. Uh, Seem to weirdly not be perceptive about some things in his environment. The way that the way that he opened the door to where the lawman was being tied up really bothered me. Mm. Like, <laughs> there wouldn't have been a reason to be whispering at the door. In fact, it would have been better if he had quietly entered and then started talking to him. Because otherwise you're like, why is, why is the preacher sitting there like rubbing his face up against a door? What yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like, obviously it, it showed a character moment into um, him getting knocked out. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you could have done that inside the room. Oh, that's another just group character moment that I think I'd be remiss without mentioning. When um, so, you know, when when Kaylee was shot, like she's talking to Val about them being nice. This like, it actually didn't enter my mind that she died there. Like rewatching it, it's like no, it looks like she's just going to sleep. Mm. Like, you kind of you could see that like fluttering in her eyes that you know happens when you're sleepy. <laughs> right, so it didn't actually enter my mind that she was she was dead this time around. Um. But definitely on a first viewing, I could see where it would could trigger people to think that. Um, so again, just good character moment or good acting overall to him telling Simon that she's dead. So he's going to space her or he's <laughs> going to. So Mal's going to space Simon. Watching the sheer panic in Simon, which again goes back to what Kaylee says about not letting him die. Right. But. Yeah, that could have been him just save, trying to save himself, too. Mm. Um, no one's like, that man's psychotic. To the crew, laughing about it, calling him psychotic. Oh, that was really fun. I read, that, I read that moment as Simon as... I don't think he was quite panicking because he was going to be spaced. Like, the way that I read it was that... He was concerned and very confused yes. as to how yeah. and was like, where did it go wrong? Yeah. Because this is there wasn't a, a jump in time the way there that made it yeah. you think that was five minutes later. Yeah. But it definitely oh, didn't. No. It was definitely later that day at least. Yeah. Um but they did lead there, it up pretty good. Yeah. There's only one I would have made one slight change with it. Personally, mm. I wouldn't have had that like intercut intercut shot of book kind of looking solemn before Simon gets there. Like that was the only part to me that was like super misleading. Like that's the part that's going to make the audience go, "Oh no, she's dead." Because, Why? Is you know, <laughs> I think that's just a bad editing choice. Yes, that that's what I mean. I. Honestly, there was probably a cut where they saw, had Book watching 
as Simon was running mm-hmm. and being like, oh my God, what's wrong? Yeah. To them being like, like it might've been thrown in afterwards or something yeah. to have him talking to Kaylee and them laughing. Yeah. Cause like, it didn't even seem, seem to me that he was in the same room. That book was in, in the same room. I've yeah. always thought that was an odd shot. Yeah. Yeah, because to me, it almost came across like he's, like, leaving the room, like, not being able to do anything, which, again, yeah, just seems odd. It, it I think it, it was specifically added there to play with your emotions more. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you see the, you know, the preacher looking all solemn right after you're told, mm. right, it's like, yeah, they I should guess. have edited. They should have edited out that five seconds. <laughs> well, it, was, it wasn't even five seconds. It was like yeah. half a second, one second. Yeah, yeah. The, sh- the shot itself, I think they just missed it. Yeah, or they needed oh. an extra one second of time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, was, it was a bad editing choice. Yeah. Guess other than that, um, lots of good little hooks for us to kind of get into. It'll be very interesting as. We move on to episode technically three next time. Yes. Um, so watch these relationships with the characters and how they interact and see how the world builds out even further. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to continuing this with a, again, that little bit more of an analytical eye. <laughs> we'll see. If it if it falls apart, but so far the introduction is such we don't have like established character moments that can be contradicted yet. Yeah, but we'll see what they do. Yeah, uh, the rest of the choices seem fantastical, but still kind of reasonable. Yeah, well, they think the. It's the first thing in any sci-fi series is setting the rules. Mm. So they've set the rules for what the fantastical elements are. The question is, do they keep, do they bend them or break them? Yeah. Which is where a lot of, um, a lot of media can fail. So stay internally consistent. That's all I ask. <laughs> Just waiting for the brain slugs. <laughs> Thanks again for huddling around the second wall with us here tonight. Join us next time as we continue our discussion of Firefly. Please join the conversation in the comments, on social media, or at our Discord, where we would love to get your thoughts. And of course, if you like what we do, please share us with your friends.